There are dreamers and there are planners. The planners make their dreams come true. Edwin Lewis Cole. Hello, and welcome to the Elegant Balance Podcast, where we explore how to create a well balanced life full of simplicity, joy, and beauty. I'm your hostess, Dr. Kaylee Hackney, wife, working mom, and expert in the work life interface. I'm so happy you're here. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Elegant Balance podcast. Um, This is where we pursue a work-life balance full of simplicity, joy, and beauty. If this is your first time joining us, I'm really glad that you're here. Today, I wanted to share something that has really changed my life. Um, It's my weekly planning routine. So I started a weekly planning routine when I was working on my PhD, which was about seven years ago. So I've been doing it for a while. My son was born during my PhD program, so I quickly learned that if I was going to keep up with my classes and with my research and motherhood, that I needed to get really intentional about how I spent my time, and I needed to figure out a way to be very effective with my time. So if you've been following my blog for a while, you will not be surprised that I believe that achieving an elegantly balanced life is going to take intentional action on your part. Many of us are trying to find our ideal balance between diametrically opposed roles, such as being an employee and being a wife or a mother. I really love what Nigel Marsh points out in his TED Talk, How to Make Work-Life Balance Work. Um, Basically, he says that although there are some organizations who demonstrate care for their employees' work-life balance, the main goal of your organization is to get as much productivity out of you as possible. This doesn't mean that you work for a bad organization. Um, Making money, which necessitates employee productivity, is simply the goal of an organization. As such, your work-life balance is not your organization's primary goal or concern. Yes, it's great to work for an organization that values family and provides family-friendly benefits, but you can't just leave it up to your work to define what your work-life balance will look like. And if you do, you might not like their idea of balance. Instead, you have to take intentional action to achieve your ideal work-life balance. So in last week's episode, um, Elegant Balance Foundations, I talked about work-family conflict, and we discussed the causes, the consequences, and some actions that you can take to address it. If you didn't catch that episode, be sure to go back and listen because today's episode builds upon the practical steps that we discussed there. Today, I want to cover another strategy that helps me achieve my elegant balance, and that is weekly planning. So weekly planning is not a brand new topic. I didn't invent it, and you could probably find several other blog posts or podcast episodes that cover it in one way or another. However, over the last several years, I've really honed in on my weekly planning ritual that works best for me, and I wanted to share it with you. So whether you're an avid weekly planner and you already do this, or maybe this concept is completely new to you, I hope that you'll walk away with some new tools in your tool belt that you can use to achieve your elegantly balanced life. By engaging in a weekly planning exercise, you're going to be able to take control of your schedule 
and plan for a balanced life instead of just hoping that it's going to happen to you and then be stuck wondering why you always feel so overwhelmed and out of balance. So last week we learned to eliminate the non-urgent and non-important demands from your list of responsibilities. Once you've done that, you're ready to intentionally plan for a balanced week. I've broken down my weekly planning routine into seven steps. Seven, I know that seems like a big number, but they're pretty simple. And I'm going to walk you through them right now. Remember, this is my practice. Yours might look a little bit different, and that's okay. The main goal is that you are getting intentional about pursuing work-life balance, not just hoping that it's going to happen. So the first step is to pick a day to practice your weekly planning. Mine is usually on Sunday afternoons or first thing Monday morning. I think Sunday works best, but it really just depends on your work schedule and what would make the most sense for you. I've even heard of people doing it on Fridays and getting prepared for the weekend in advance. It doesn't really matter when you do it, as long as you take the time to do it each week. My weekly planning exercise usually takes about 15 to 20 minutes, um, and at first it might take you a bit longer, maybe 30 minutes, But over time, you will start to see a lot of patterns in your week and planning things out is only gonna get easier and easier. All right, so step two. If you're married, go grab your spouse. It can be really helpful to complete these first few steps along with them. That way, everyone's on the same page for the upcoming week and you can avoid surprises, miscommunication, and conflict later on in the week. Step three, get out your preferred planner and calendar. When I do this, I usually use a combination of my iPhone calendar and a pen and paper planner. I like the phone calendar to block off specific times. Um, Also on my phone, my husband and I have a shared Google calendar where we can add events so that the other person can see it. And this can be a really big help when you're trying to juggle everyone's weekly events and ensure that we're all on the same page throughout the week and that the kids get to and from where they need to be. I then prefer my pen and paper planner to write out some of the more detailed to-do lists for my week. If you don't have a planner, I have created a weekly planning template. It's included in my free Elegant Balance Workbook, and you can find it by going to www.kayleehackney.com forward slash Elegant Balance Workbook. I will also link it below in the show notes. Step four, start by identifying all of the appointments and meetings that you have throughout the week. These are all the activities that you have to do at a certain time or a certain place. List them out um, in the order of listing out your own and then put them in your phone calendar and then have your spouse do the same thing. If you have kids, list their appointments last. That way that you and your spouse, you have your schedule set and you can kind of negotiate who is going to be available when to help take care of the kids' appointments. All right, step five. See, we're going quickly, right? Step five. Next, we're going to shift gears from all the appointments to our weekly goals. So these are the activities that you need to accomplish at some point this week, but they don't necessarily require a set time or a set place. I find it that it's helpful to do what I call a brain dump, where you just list out all of the things that your brain is telling you that you need to do this week. Once you've done that, You can take a look at the list and look at your calendar that you set up in step four and ask yourself, what are my priorities this week? 
The second question you ask yourself, in addition to what are your priorities, you also want to ask, what can I realistically accomplish? In my experience, we often want to accomplish everything, and so we keep everything on our to-do list. However, I have found that this just creates unnecessary pressure to do everything, which leads to increased stress and guilt over not being able to get it all done. Do not do that to yourself. Pick the most important and most urgent items off the list. If they're bigger projects, then two to three items should probably be more than enough for the week. For example, uh, writing a research paper is one of my goals this week. However, this is a really big goal. It's not something that I can just accomplish in a few hours one day. So I make sure that the other goals I've set for this week are smaller ones. Um, Specifically this week, ordering my children's Christmas gifts was one of my goals. See how the first goal is something that will probably take all week long, but the second one is something that I can probably do in just one evening. Like I said before, do not set yourself up for failure. Not everything has to be done right away, and some weeks will have more space than others, and that is okay. All right, so once I've identified my top goals for the week, I like to write them at the top of the page in my weekly planner. Some planners even conveniently have a spot to write your weekly goals. Um, Putting them front and center will help you remember what you're trying to focus on for this week. Okay, step six. This next step is to break down those weekly goals into bite-sized, manageable tasks. Going with my previous example of writing a research paper, I would list out all the different steps that I need to take to get the paper where I want it to be by the end of the week. These might include reading the manuscript draft, editing the introduction, editing the body of text, editing the conclusion, formatting the references. See how there's several different tasks that are much more manageable within one day or within a couple hours? And then for my second goal this week, my list might include simply listing out the gifts that each child has asked for and then ordering them online. Okay, now for step seven, the final step. We're going to pull everything together. So you've already blocked off the non-negotiable time in step four. Those were your appointments that had to be done at a certain place or a certain time. Now you need to schedule the tasks that you just listed out in step six around those non-negotiables. I know I've said it before, but remember not to overschedule yourself. Don't add 10 tasks to do between school drop-off and lunch unless you can actually accomplish them. For me, I've learned that two to three tasks a day is usually ideal. It might take some practice, but eventually you will have a good grasp on your bandwidth each day. Okay, so those seven steps present the process of weekly planning. Um, However, I didn't wanna just leave it there with those seven steps. I wanted to make sure that you keep a few things in mind as you are going through this exercise. So first of all, don't be afraid of some white space. If you've gone through the exercise and followed my directions to keep things, um, to keep each day's task to two to three, you might feel like your planner looks really empty especially if you're um, an avid planner and you you often like list out a hundred of things that you want to do. It's okay to have some white space in your planner. In fact, I think it's a really good thing to leave some breathing room in your schedule. 
If I've learned anything over the last few years as a working mom and wife, it's that something will inevitably come up. If you allow for some space in your week up front, you will be able to absorb these surprises with much more ease and elegance. Second, make sure that you include self-care activities in those non-negotiables. As women, we often are so focused on meeting everyone else's demands, our supervisors, our spouses, our children, our friends, that we fail to make time for ourselves. I firmly believe that if you want to care for others well and be the best mom, wife, employee, and friend that you can, you have to take care of yourself and make it a priority. I've not always done this. I said it before, but the messages that I'm trying to share in these podcast episodes are just as much for me as they are for you. We're pursuing an elegant balance together. I don't know if it was the pandemic or the fact that I've realized I'm now firmly in my 30s, or maybe it could be qualified as a midlife crisis, but something about the last six months, I have really realized my need to prioritize myself. And I've started trying to practice that each day. Um, I mean, it had been two years since I committed to regular workouts and healthy nutrition for myself. I have a two-year-old daughter, so you can guess why that might be the case. Okay, so all of that to say, when you're going through this weekly planning exercise, include your top self-care practices in those non-negotiables in step four. Let's get really intentional about caring for ourselves. Do you want to establish a morning routine? Put it on your calendar. My family knows that between 4.30 and 6.30 a.m., I am going to be drinking coffee, listening to jazz music, reading my Bible, and journaling. Do you want to start working out more? Schedule it. Do you want to stay connected with your friends? Put that midday coffee date on your schedule. Do you want a relaxing evening routine that involves a bubble bath, candles, and a good book? Schedule it. If we don't plan for these things, it's really easy to feel like we don't have time for them. But when you schedule them in, you can enjoy these self-care practices without guilt because you know that you've made the time for them. You planned for them. Okay, so taking things one step further. When I ask women what they struggle with regarding work-life balance, several of them will mention weekly meal prep. Although I could probably do an entire episode or two um, solely devoted to weekly meal prep routine, I wanted to at least mention it here. I really like to combine my weekly planning with my weekly meal prep. So each Sunday afternoon, in addition to planning out my calendar for for the week, I will also plan out the meals for each night of the week. I'll make a grocery list and I'll go grocery shopping. When I get home from the store, I pack my son's lunches for the week and pre-prep any meals that I can as I unload the groceries. I know this might sound like a lot, but it actually goes a lot quicker than you might think. And in my opinion, a few hours invested up front on Sunday afternoon really helps me ensure that I'm going to have a better work-life balance throughout the rest of the week. So I hope this episode has been helpful and that you don't feel overwhelmed by seven steps. They're pretty simple. And like I said, as you start going through them, um, you'll really get into a groove, right? You'll, you'll be able to get through it a lot faster. Um, but please know, I recognize that weekly planning isn't exactly the most exciting and fun activity that we like to do. Um, but I think the reason that I love it so much is that it allows me to intentionally plan for balance throughout the week. 
not just wait and see if balance is going to happen, okay? So I'm always looking for ways to make things more enjoyable, more ways to incorporate elegance and beauty into my life. And so one way that I do this with my weekly planning exercise is to light a candle, grab a warm cup of coffee or a glass of wine, depending on what time of day it is, turn on some of your favorite music, try to set the the atmosphere to where it is more enjoyable to sit down and think about your week. Um, Another way to make this exercise more enjoyable is to treat yourself to a beautiful planner or calendar or some really beautiful pens that you enjoy writing with. Whatever it is, um, even these things that seem really simple um, can really enhance the elegance of it. True elegance is found in simplicity and beauty. Um, And incorporating these aspects into our daily routines can help us create more elegance in our lives. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any questions about weekly planning, I'd really love to hear from you. You can find me on Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, or just by going to KayleeHackney.com. If you would like to intentionally pursue an elegant balance with me, start by heading over there. Um, In fact, at KayleeHackney.com forward slash elegant balance workbook, you will be able to access a free workbook that I've created that walks you through intentionally planning out your elegant balance. And it also has a weekly planning template that would be really helpful as you do this weekly planning exercise that we've discussed today. Again, you can access it at kayleehackney.com forward slash elegant balance workbook. I've also shared the link below in the show notes. Okay, and that wraps up today's episode. I hope you all have a beautiful, joy-filled week. Thank you so much for listening to the Elegant Balance Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any of our future conversations. Also, it would mean a lot to me if you could leave me a five-star rating and review in iTunes or wherever you're listening to this episode. Thank you, friends, and have a beautiful, joy-filled week.